My mentor, Ani, and I are fond of saying that my limerence is my mental illness. And I shared on another episode that I believed limerence should be in the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual. And again, I'm saying this because it's a mental process that I believe is very uh, disturbing and interferes with our functioning. And I believe that insanity can be temporary or permanent. And some of it we can learn how to take command of and transcend. And other form, other insanities, well, that's for me, that's up, I guess that's up to the doctor too. I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist or a therapist. Welcome to Transcending Mental Illness, where I dare to transcend, learn to live with, and dare even more to recover from. I don't know if I'm going to recover from my mental illness or not, but I want to try. I want to at least try and and work around it and go beyond it because it is not who I am. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering if you're mentally ill or if you're dealing with a mental illness, it is not who you are. When I was 15, my roommate diagnosed me And since he was a peer and not a psychiatrist, he had no right to do that. And I wish that um, he had said what I would like to say to other people that might ask me that question, am I mentally ill? Instead of saying maybe, like my roommate said, when I was 15, got me all upset and freaking out and wondering if I belonged in a hospital or not, I'd like to say to someone, That is not for me to judge. Um, That's for a psychiatrist to judge. Many lay people believe they can diagnose each other, and I don't agree. I know that we can relate to each other, and we can have ideas about what might be going on with each other. And I discovered the word limerence a couple years or so ago. Limerence, L-I-M-E-R-E-N-C-E. Maybe see if you can search the word limerence in my other episodes or search it on the web. It's related to love, but it's not love. And it's not having a mere crush on someone. It's um, stronger. And I think uh, longer lasting and more insidious than just a crush. I'm sharing this because I am transcending mental illness. And I've learned how to transcend limerence. And um, it's I'm not its master yet. It still has me. In fact, it had me today. Or it threatened to have me. Because uh, I, I started thinking about... Another person that I had a crush on, or should I say a limerent feeling towards. And I'm not going to say his name again for concern about sensation on this podcast. And this is a therapeutic self-help community, not a uh, sensational community. So um, you can go right ahead and click off if you're disappointed and you don't want to hear it anymore. But if you're dealing with what I'm dealing with, or if you're 
you know, dealing with something along my lot the lines, what I'm dealing with, you can keep listening. My, uh, my partner asked me, my partner D asked me today, I, uh, went to visit her and, um, she asked me if I was over a particular person yet. And, um, she asked me if I still have a desire to uh, meet this particular person. It's a man. And, um, I'll call him, uh, God, I'm not sure what, what name to give him. Um, I don't have any, uh, Russian, I can't think of any Russian names right now. I'm kind of tired right now. Had a long visit with her, but it's a Russian. And, um, I, um, maybe I'll just call him Ruski because I'm tired and I don't feel like trying to name him right now, but this guy was from Russia and, um, he was a celebrity and according to the information, he's supposed to have passed away, but I sometimes have feelings of wondering if he faked his death. And um, he seemed to me a very powerful individual persona. I um, used, I, I purchased a, uh, or I, I didn't purchase it, I, I got a gift for uh, my birthday when I was in my 30s. By my aunt, and she loved to uh, read books about people telling survival stories. And this particular person, uh, along with another uh, person, uh, was sharing some uh, art related to uh, survival. And um, they were also in survival type sports like skiing and uh, going on on dangerous uh, trips like fishing trips and uh, expeditions and things and um, they had written a particular story um, about something that went really terribly wrong on one of their trips and there was lots of there was a lot of um, controversy about it and um, it wasn't the controversy that got me uh, crushing on him. Again, it was um, what I was talking about earlier on an episode. It was passion that I was attracted to once again. And this person particularly had a passion for uh, the sport and the hobby that he was um, talking about. And... Um, he had a way of drawing you in as if you were right there with him on the trip. Or maybe it was the, um, the other person that was uh, talking about it. But 
they were describing this one person's uh, story very well. And this other, this other person was also a ghostwriter, and they really, some of them, many of them really know how to write things, write uh, stories about other people that are just really, can really grab you and get you going. I think that's why um, many authors hire uh, these writers, because they're not sure how to, maybe that was before artificial intelligence kind of took over the game, and... Uh, Nowadays, you can uh, download something like Dreamily and have them practically write a story for you if you want to write a novel. And uh, Anyway, this person really drew me in as if I was right there with him on the trip. And it was the kind of love, the kind of crush that... Um, kind of sneaks up on you. You're not even aware that you've got it until it just grabs you and goes wham and hits you like lightning. And um, fast forward, I must have spent 18 months, typically when I'm in a relationship or when I'm in a, a, limerent, a limerent situation, it lasts about 18 months, you know, like an acute stage of a terrible illness. And it lasts maybe 18 months. And that's kind of what happened. Um, or maybe it was, maybe it was, uh, but it felt like 18 months. Maybe it w wasn't that long. It was, it was actually, um, I went through a period where I just could not stop thinking about him. I could not stop looking at his art. I could not stop having uh, fantasies about him. In fact, I wrote, I wrote my own stories about uh, fantasies about him. And some some of them were uh, R-rated, others were even downright X-rated, and I was just writing about it. And when I got my uh, first uh, internet and computer, I uh, was writing them online. And uh, you know, of course, you know, downloading them and printing them and, and then deleting them off the web, and just you know, but I was processing a lot of my. And then I realized that I couldn't function because I was so preoccupied with him, with Ruski. And um, it was like I couldn't uh, function. I couldn't eat or drink or um, sleep or work or play. My life was him. And um, the other thing that haunted me was when I heard that he had passed away when I heard that he had passed away in 1997 and here it was like 2008 I didn't believe that he died I had this feeling that he was still alive and um, usually when someone passes away or when someone dies I know they're I know they're dead or when I hear that they that they passed away, I look up a particular uh, celebrity or a person, even even an individual that used to be in my life when I was a child. I usually know that they're dead. I know that they're they've passed on and left the earth, and they're they're with God or wh wh wherever. And um, this person, Ruski, I just had this feeling that he wasn't dead. And fast forward uh, to um, 
2016. I just had this feeling that he was even uh, nearby and um, and alive. And I really wanted to, uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't wonder if I was crazy. I wanted to see if he was. Um, and uh, for a while, I felt like I needed to um, go to the place where I thought he uh, might be hanging out. And something kept stopping me. And what kept stopping me was my mental wellness process. And I define my mental wellness process, my definition of mental wellness as how's my attitude? How am I behaving? And um, do I know the difference between those two things and the human condition, which are thoughts and feelings? And, you know, not to mention my, uh, my health my physical health. And um, mental wellness is what, what we can control. Attitude and behavior. When I was crushing on this person, my attitude towards him was very negative. Of course, I thought it was positive at the time because I thought I was feeling very romantic towards him. And I thought that was a positive feeling, but not necessarily. When you're obsessed with someone, when you're limerent with someone... You want their approval, and since uh, you don't have their approval because you don't know them or they don't know you, that doesn't feel very good. So um, it was it was difficult for me to feel positive towards them. But now that I have a mental wellness process, I want to see. I I'm starting to see humans as they are instead of what I would like them to be. So I have a positive attitude towards uh, Ruski now. My partner asked me if I was over him yet, and I said yes and no. The no, because um, I can't help how I feel about him still, because I'll probably be in love with him as long as I live. And I can't help if there's thoughts going through my mind sometimes, you know, because we can't really control thoughts, but we can control how we respond to them. We can let them pass through us. I learned in the emotions and thoughts process module of my mental wellness process I learned how to just treat thoughts like clouds in the sky Lisa A. Romano talked about that there's a thought about risky and I can just let it go I don't have to hold on to it and I don't have to force it force it out of me just let it let it pass through and then feelings as I was talking to Dee about this stuff the feelings came up again, you know, and I, I thought I, I wanted him and desired him, and but what I really what I really desire is feeling more uh, satisfied in my life, and I already have my uh, partner, and I'm still recovering from uh, the after effects of COVID. I'm really tired. I wish I could still do more in my life. I wish I could even figure out where I'm going right now. So, um, I can't help what I think, I can't help how I feel, but I can't help how I act, and I can help my attitude. I want to have a positive attitude toward Bruski, and I do. I really do wish him blessings, whether he's dead or alive. And, um, 
I know that it it will not serve him to find him, and it will not serve me either. So behaviorally, I'm not going to... I'm going to just let this go. Whether I, whether I think he's alive or dead, whether I have ESP or not, whether I'm psychic or not, I'm going to let him live here in town and not see him, not, uh, not meet him. And D, D is like, Jean Carroll, how do you feel? And I said, I already told you how I feel. I'm in love with him. And, um, I wish I could have him. And I keep thinking, he, he's alive. I'd like to meet him, but it's not possible. And she goes, uh, John Carroll, do you still have fantasies about him? And I said, I said, of course I do. It's stuff that goes through me again. It's the human condition. But, um, I'm postmenopausal. I'm already with you, Dee. And, um, I'm happy with you. And, um, I don't need him. I don't need to be with him. So ladies and gentlemen, limerence is my mental illness, along with the stuff the doctors diagnosed me with, major depression, general anxiety, complex PTSD versus borderline. But limerence, I think, has been my biggest problem. And limerence is from feeling empty. And if I can learn how to be satisfied with my life and pursue things that, that are realistic and healthy, I probably won't need to be limerent anymore. Be safe, everyone.